Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Bernie is here. Hello, Alex. Hi, man. How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm well. It is just the two of us building castles in the sky. I mean, someone might join. Just the two. We can make it if we try. It's you and I. See, that's called a, a, a mashup, people. That's what's called a mashup. <laughs> Generous, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if Roche or Mo are able to join in later, they might. Um, I don't even know if the software we're using allows for that, but you know, we'll see. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, I, I'm sorry to say that I have two, and I'm doing. I'm thinking about the um, Pep Guardiola twice gif right now. Uh, I have two bad Manchester United results to banter you about. So. Um, can I start with the FA Cup? Please. Where you lost... You've lost... I So I heard that Manchester United have lost seven out of the last penalty shootouts. What on earth are you doing? Um, Not practicing penalties, maybe? Well, actually, we're not missing them. The <laughs> goalkeepers just aren't saving them. <laughs> Except for Elanga, that is. <laughs> That is true. You did score what seven in this, in this shootout? Yeah, like, eh, the outfielders can only do what they can do, and then a youngster kicks it over. <laughs> I've seen this many times before. It's fine. But let the banter begin. And, and we knew what was going to happen the second. I mean, we knew what we knew what was going to happen the second Elanga missed that penalty. So hope he's doing all right. Um, but yeah, Middlesbrough, man, like Middlesbrough, and then Burnley. What, what, you were very excited about Ralph and the the Ralph revolution. Um, I do think that you said there would be rampant reds. There, there haven't been any rampant reds. No, there's not been a single game where they've been rampant reds. Well, actually, maybe Burnley in the reverse <laughs> fixture. Maybe we can say that. Um, look, it's been... I mean, firstly, in these two games, they've had 52 shots to the other team's 14. <laughs> Like those two teams combined fourteen, <laughs> and it's they've both ended in one-one draws. Technically, they're creating enough chances to win these games. They're not converting. Which, when you think about Cavani and Ronaldo having eight hundred goals between them in their careers, and then Rashford is no slouch on the goal-scoring front, back-to-back twenty-goal seasons. Bruno's been a goal-scoring machine. You wouldn't think that fifty-two shots would result in only two goals. But it's been the story of the season. Not scoring enough has literally been the story of this whole season from Ole to Ralph. I have my theories <laughs> as to why this is the case. Uh, I don't know if it's worth repeating um, today, but it's it's disheartening and at the same time concerning because Ralph just... I think he thinks he's done a lot, and I don't think he has done all that much, to be very honest with you. He's called some players out in press conferences and they've not been happy about it, basically, so far. Yeah, and he he keeps telling me that the defense has gotten better. And I'm like, marginally? Like, yes, they're not shipping four or five, but also they've been playing the shittiest teams in the league. <laughs> it's not like they've been playing City and Liverpool who hit you for four or five. That and... Sorry, I think there was a bit of lag there. That and... Um, remember when Gary Neville said that David Luiz was like a PlayStation... like someone was guiding him on using a PlayStation joystick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maguire is having a bit of that at the moment. 
Oh. It was almost actually as if someone's pulled the plug out. And and you know when the player just like stands there, <laughs> bobbing around without yep. any instructions. That's sort of what he feels like at the moment. He's he's been bad. He's been bad. I've no problem saying that. Um, when Maguire has been good, I don't think he's ever gotten enough credit for it. Um, last season entirely, he was honestly magnificent. Um, I might even say only mm-hmm. Ruben Diaz was better than him as a center back last season um, in the Prem. But this season. Like, you would have thought that after Greece, he would have p- put up this level of form. But he didn't. He waited a whole year, <laughs> let Greece soak in, and then he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like no, he's, he's, been, he's been rubbish. And I, I'm not convinced that Varane has been very good either. A lot of people think he has been. I don't. But I think he's been okay. Let me put it that way. But Maguire has been horrible. And today he got turned by... A crane, like Verkhorst or I don't know his name, whatever. He's a crane. That's what he is, and he turned Maguire. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, that's that's not good enough. Yeah, that's, that's not a good look. It's really not. And I agree about Varane. Like, I don't think he's been particularly bad, but I don't think he's been particularly good either. What I would say about him is that, as even though he's you know on paper a world class player, who you would think would be ready made. There's still an adaption period to a new team and a new league, and that adaption period probably goes fine if Harry Maguire is having a normal season, but but he's very much not. And so when you've got you know one guy adapting and the other guy's completely lost his mind, that's trouble. Well, they call him in United circles baguette smalling, um, and wow. if, the thing is obviously that's banter. Um, but if mm. you watch him closely, he what we call it step counting he counts his steps before he passes exactly the same way um smalling does and he can't pass the ball in a straight line the ball has to curve a little bit this is the same way smalling used to pass the ball <laughs> like they are of the same ilk varan and smalling just varan is just infinitely better <laughs> and much better looking i'd argue this is true this is very true which is, which is obviously important yes very much so uh, okay, what 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 happens next, basically? Like, do you, do you see this improving in the second half of the season? I, I don't know, because I've seen an interim manager show up and go, have a go, lads, have some fun, and have an instant impact. And I'm still waiting for Ralph to have that impact in his interim, and he's talked to me a lot about tactics and philosophies and this and that, and I'm like, Shut up. Like, like I like Ralph, but I'm like, Ralph, just shut the fuck up and just let me... I want to see the result on the pitch. Like, how about that? Mm-hmm. Enough talking. Like, I don't care if you have philosophy. I don't care if you're gag impressed. This team can't gag impressed. They haven't gag impressed since Crystal Palace on your first game. Like, they just haven't. So, make it work and let's stop talking about it. Like, it's not going to get any easier really like this run was supposed to be like the run that solidified top four because you go you sack Ole mm. now you have an easy run of games you win all this shit you're probably up really like up there with Chelsea in third fight and like maybe looking at second that's what would have happened if they won all their games very very mm. winnable games now you really have a dogfight and is this team ready to fight I'm, I'm not I'm not sure it's a big fight I think the fight for fourth may be the best we've seen in years like United are fifth they got 39 points um and they've played three more games than Spurs, who have 36. Uh, and then obviously Arsenal are in, in between them and West Ham slightly above them, but they've they've played even more games. Um, 
so yeah man it's gonna be crazy um that's the premier league though i want to stick to the fa cup for a little bit um Mostly because I want to talk about Nottingham Forest battering Leicester 4-1 <laughs> and a Leicester fan running onto the pitch and punching a Nottingham Forest player. Like, I know that we, we've, we've seen stories in The Athletic and stuff that fans in UK stadiums are massively on coke. Like, this has been a thing for the last few seasons. And I think, I think we're, we're seeing more and more evidence of it. I think he's got to be on something. You know, you know what was really funny about that is that, like, that's that's probably someone's dad. <laughs> that was a middle-aged man that went there to go have a swing at a player. It's like, I want to know who his kid is and whether the kid is embarrassed or the kid is just like him. That's, that's, that's honestly what went through my head, and I need to know this information. <laughs> Can we get footage of the kid going into school the next day? Like, did he get rinsed or did he get applauded? You know, we need to know. But Leicester apparently like knew who this guy was and have since banned him for life, obviously. <laughs> well, just done. mad. Um, I do want to touch, though, on uh, a subject that I know is close to your heart, which is Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. This is a bad season for Leicester, man. It's not going well. They've played... They, they had a bunch of games postponed, so they've got a few games to catch up in the Premier League. So, you know, after they play those... Things could look up, but there's nothing to indicate that they will get any better, really. Um, and he has suggested that that game should have been, well, or might be the last game that some of those players played for Leicester. And I feel like that was a bad thing to say, like, three days after the end of the transfer window, because you can't do anything with them for the next three months. Um, where do you feel this is going, if anywhere? Does he need to leave? Do they need a complete refresh of the squad? Like, what's what's the thing? In Maybe... A- counter to what I would usually say, I don't think he needs to leave or be sacked. I think winning an FA Cup for Leicester should, well, this is Leicester with Sacranieri anyway, but should give you a bit more rope. Um, and Leicester needs to understand who they are as a football club. They're just not an elite team that should be challenging year in, year out. However, I don't think there's anywhere to him for him to go that's better in the context of the ownership is very very good they are decisive and they make they made decisions and when they needed to like puel but they stuck with puel for longer than people expected them to and i think they are good owners no longer than they should support have, you yeah maybe though Brent, brendan didn't do anything better in his first year so whatever um but they will back you that's what they do and they backed him to an fa cup trophy so fair enough i think this is a question of the players tillemans is literally writing down his contract like he's no, he's not interested. Like mm-hmm. this is well known. His agents come out and said stuff. It's it's like the worst kept secret yep. in Leicester that like Tillemans wants to go. <laughs> and to me, if I'm Man United, I go. This is easy peasy shit. Like I'm a big fan of Declan Rice. I would I would pay the money because I think he's a complete midfielder. However. The money you can spend on Declan Rice, you can go get Frank Kessie for free and Tillemans. And lose Pogba and then have Donny van der Beek fighting for a spot with Fred and McTominay. I'm okay with that midfield. I am. I'm okay with, with Kessie and Tillemans or Buka Kamara and Tillemans. Any combination you want to give me, I'm good. Instead of Rice, if you if if that was a decision, I don't mind doing that. So Tillemans could be going to Man United. And I, if Man United don't do it, they're stupid. I don't, I don't see him staying. I don't see... Um, well, Madsen, I don't think he's that good. Um... He's having a decent season, but 
but yeah. he's not he's not, he's not dragging you to top four, which is what they're trying to do. Like maybe a Tottenham type of move because they might need something, but I don't see that happening. Um, Vardy, what can he really do moving forward? Patson Daka, I love him, but is he that guy? Maybe not. Like there are lots of questions. He's a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's good, but I'm yeah. not sure he's like that good, right? To to fill that Vardy gap. So there's lots of open questions that they have squad wise in terms of form and where they're going to stay. I think they're at a crossroads here, and I'm not sure getting rid of Brendan solves that problem. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I feel like their chances of appointing a better manager are very slim. I think my I, I've been on record as saying for a long time that I think Roberto Mancini will manage Leicester at some point in the next few years after he leaves Italy, and I think that will be a good appointment, but I don't think they're there yet, and I don't think he's there yet, obviously, because the World Cup's coming up. Um, so I think you stick with Brendan, and I think you try and rebuild somewhat. I think, I don't know, like, indeed he's had a bad season. I think maybe you give him another season to... to um, to regain form. I think Samare after a season of betting in, maybe that helps your midfield. Um, I, I, I do owe you an apology um, because I tried to maintain that Suyuncu was a good player. <laughs> He's absolutely not. <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Here's the thing, he's just gotten worse and worse. It's not like he started out really well and it's just gotten worse and worse and I was taken in by the early performances. Um, it was just and, the that uh, that's why I'm through so, the first few so games. Fofana... Yes, I think maybe that's true. Um, Fofana comes back, Evans is old, I, I think you probably need to do something centre-back. Yeah, as you said, there are a lot of holes that, that need to be filled. They're good recruiters, so you know maybe they can do it, but it's a it's a tricky time. It's a tricky if, time. If I'm Leicester, uh, the centre back side, not because I saw I watched him against us today, but I've always liked Tarkovsky. For some reason, I just like him. He's old school. He gets in the way. He kicks you. He heads shit out. Like he's just no. He reminds me of Vidic in a not crazy sense. <laughs> oh. Like not a crazy sense. Not not even like skill level. Just that like just because he's Vidic, an Eastern European name, buddy. Well, a little bit, yes. But, like, <laughs> Vish wasn't concerned with, like, passing the ball and all this other jazz. He just wanted to defend and kick you. And Tarkovsky wants yep. to defend and kick you. Now, there are different degrees of talent, obviously. But, like, yes. I like a nonsense defender every now and then instead of, like, trying to turn on the ball. Like, come on, sometimes just be agricultural, as is my new favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree in principle. Um, however... Leicester play football. They play a high line. They pass the ball around. Like Tarkovsky has spent the last four years hanging on the edge of his own box, just heading things away. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the transition would be rough. Maybe. Maybe, right? <laughs> um, all right. What else happened in the, in the uh, FA Cup? So West Ham just about beat Kidderminster. Your, your boy Declan Rice, they're turning things around. I also, by the way, would pay the money for him. Uh, and I would... I would uh, more readily do that than I would give Kessie the two hundred to three hundred thousand a week that you would have to pay him as a free transfer. Something is nagging me about Kessie. I'm wondering how well that's going to go for someone. Also, I'm not sure he's going to come to the Premier League. But anyway, something's nagging me. I, I would rather I'd rather pay the money for Rice. Um, Chelsea beat Plymouth just about. They're really not playing well at the moment. Chelsea. I'm not sure what's up. Other than that, like, all their defenders are leaving in the summer. Uh, and all their strikers are shit. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Tammy Abraham's banging the goals in. Bad move. Very, very mm-hmm. bad move, in my opinion. It's, yep. it's a little bit, well, except for the fact <laughs> that um, my, my ex-son is a criminal, but it's a little bit like uh, buying Ronaldo that you don't need and not having faith in Mason Greenwood, who is a criminal, for the record, um, or an alleged criminal, whichever one you want. But the idea is you go with what you had and what mm. is local to you and wants to play and all this good stuff and you've actually started to plan for and with then this big shiny thing that actually doesn't fit you oh 100 percent. and like it's not as if abraham was an unknown quantity in the lampard season he scored like 16 goals in the premier league yeah. he proved he could do it and Tuchel just like arbitrarily decided he couldn't and wanted to spend 100 million on a much older guy on triple the wages i just it bugs me all the time <laughs> just like once a day i get annoyed that chelsea did that to tammy abraham and i don't even like chelsea is it is it is it not is it funny or not funny that their new kits are inter milan kits and that's the way they're going to get him to play <laughs> football <laughs> what is that part of romelu's negotiation package <laughs> you can't make this stuff up man it's you so really funny can't. <laughs> you really can't. I also like okay, while while I'm while I'm I'm bugging on Chelsea. So looks like Rudiger's not gonna sign on. Christensen is clearly not gonna sign on. Sula was one of the guys that they were looking at to replace them. As Piliqueta still doesn't have a new contract. Uh, it's a we- and and here's the other thing. In January, they 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 lost Chilwell for the whole season, right? So only mm-hmm. Marcus Alonso is, is there for left back. And from what Fabrizio was telling us, they basically went, either we get Emerson Palmieri back from the loan that he was on at Lyon, or we do nothing about this. And that, to me, is a very strange move for a team that has all the money in the world. Like, it, it, it was a very interesting combination. Unless they're... Well, is it weird? Because I feel like Chelsea have been a little bit, except for Lukaku, reasonable. <laughs> like, maybe they're just a little bit hesitant to pull plug on certain things i don't know i'm not yeah maybe but i feel like you should be planning to replace marcus alonso anyway and Chilwell might not be the same when he comes back i, don't, I just feel like they must have a list of left backs that <laughs> that they would like to buy and would be able to buy it just seems weird the thing is marcus alonso does that thing where like he plays well for three games and you think he's really mm-hmm. good and then you realize he's actually really shit <laughs> He's fine as long as you're attacking. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, also, in the FA Cup, Everton beat Brentford, and everyone's like, ah, here we go. Lamps is revolution. Um, and, and we'll come on to the, the second leg of Lamps is revolution any second now. Um, Crystal Palace won. Liverpool beat Cardiff. Uh, what's his name? The kid. Uh, Harvey Elliott. What a goal. Did you see that? Uh, no. I don't oh, watch the Rupert on the volley. Goals, Look out! Amazing hit. Well, I understand, <laughs> but this one's worth it. So good. Um, Boreham Wood beat Bournemouth in the, in the Bore derby, um, which is quite astounding. I don't know what league Boreham Wood are in, but it's not a good one. And uh, <laughs> Spurs smashed Brighton. This is a very Brighton performance. They they were good. They were competent. Passed the ball around, and then no one could score a goal, and they get smashed on the break a few times and uh 
Yeah, we saw uh, Bentancur and Kulusevski. They looked they looked interesting, especially Bentancur. It, like it, he he's one of those guys that I've seen him play for Juventus, but because Juventus are usually, I mean, not this season, but because Juventus are usually when you see them pretty competent and pretty good, no one really necessarily stands out. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, he looked very good in a in a little cameo. I don't I don't rate anyone. Uh, I don't rate him. I don't know. Like I watched it. And I was like, all right, he's he's fine. He's not going to do anything in his career in Premier League. I'm sorry. I don't, wow. All right. I, my trust levels have diminished since Donny Van de Beek. So. Right. Let, let's move on to Everton Part Two. That's a that's an excellent yeah, segue. I was, se- I was segueing um, you so... in. I didn't want to talk about Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everton today lost 3-1 to Newcastle United home win for the Geordies uh, Toonami delighted former good players Deli Ali and Donny van der Beek came off the bench <laughs> uh, and made absolutely no difference it has to be said I mean Everton were just bad man just like very very bad what what kills me and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the agenda agend, as as we like to say. Please. <laughs> like, look, for the record, I did believe that Donny van den Beek was a good football player. I did. I was excited when he came to my United, I really was. But he wasn't getting picked and everyone said it was the manager's fault for wasting his, his career. And I thought, okay, new manager's gonna come in, gonna play the style that he wants. New manager played him less. <laughs> couldn't believe it he wasn't even getting like five minute cameos anymore he just wasn't playing it was unbelievable like so then it said to me something must be wrong with him clearly if if ralph doesn't like him and then i thought all right he's gonna go to everton everton are shit okay this is a really good chance and everton fans don't tell me to go back to my igloo you are shit everyone knows this i thought okay he's gonna go there Maybe sometimes you play, get used to Premier League, a bit the RG bargy at a lower team, at less expectations, whatever. I thought he's gonna go there in training, show them how Donny van der Beek, European football star I am, and they're gonna have to start him. No, <laughs> they didn't start him. Andre Gomes, come on, mate. Andre Gomes. <laughs> my my confidence that that. Uh, Beaky will will start some games is is not diminished only because as we discussed last week I'm I know that Lampard promised him that and and promised Deli Ali as well because that's that's why they're there um, but like whether it's going to go well I mean the problem is again is that these two players need to play in good teams that play decent football and they need to be played in the same position so it, it's just a shambles well Vanderbilt he he came on on the 60th minute for Andre Gomes. And when they needed to make a attacking sub in the 25th minute for Gray, it was Dele Alli, which tells me Van de Beek's going to have to play as an eight while Dele Alli's going to play in those more attacking midfield positions. Can he do that in the Premier League with the up and down? We'll see. I hope so because Pogba's leaving. I need that and work. We're useless in the transfer market. So I need Van de Beek to make it work. I do. I absolutely. Whether or not it happens, I don't know. And to me, He's a system player. I keep saying it. He's a si- he would do well in Ajax system, of which Ajax is the only club who plays that system. <laughs> so, go, like, I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to work. I'm not sure, but I hope it does because I need it to. But as bad as Everton were, like Newcastle were actually for Newcastle, brilliant. Especially Alisson Maximan. Like he just rinsed them time and time and time again. It was wonderful to see. 
I hope he stays at Newcastle forever because, and I hope he stays under a manager who doesn't care about tactics because I, I don't want him to go to a better club and then have to be forced to play a role. Like he, he's in, of an ilk of Okocha in that like the lower league clubs where you need to have this guy to just do whatever the hell he wants to entertain and run. Yeah. Eventually there'll be a game where he just runs you ragged and nothing you can do about it. I love it. I, I love the guy. And Everton's a perfect club to do that against. So, yeah. <laughs> They're a perfect club to do everything against. Um, but yeah, he kind of reminds me of of like a Ginola in that way. You know, he never played. I mean, he was at Newcastle when they were pretty good for a little bit. But generally, he, did, he didn't play for the biggest clubs. And that was, that was perfect for him because he, he didn't do any defending or tracking back or anything. He just like waited around, got the ball, did some magic, and then had a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, West Ham beat Watford 1-0. I didn't see the game. I know that Jared Bowen scored, obviously. Um, the uh, Roche, Mohanan, and I have him in our fantasy, fantasy Premier League teams. You don't because you're terrible at FPL. Um, I don't know who's not saying in I'm my good, FPL. But you're, like, really bad. I just don't know who's in my team. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who, who's in here? I got I think, 11 points I think you today. still have Salah in there. What? Oh, he's on my bench. Okay. But? Bruno Fernandes. Wow. Martinelli. Wow. Jota. Okay. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Ida. Antonio. Wow. Adam Ida. I mean, I like him, but I wouldn't put him in my fantasy team. Well, he's supposed to be on my bench, but so I, you know. Anyway, this is a disgrace. This is just a disgrace. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, the, I, I don't really want to talk about the game because I didn't see it. Can't. But... What I do want to talk about is the fact that Kurt Zuma started the game. Now, if you've been living under a rock, um, you may have missed the fact that there's a video on the internet of Kurt Zuma literally volleying his pet kitten across the room and then slapping it. I, it's honestly disgusting. Like, it made me feel sick. I, I'm not a big animal guy. You know this, nor are you. Um, neither of us have pets. But, like, it's honestly sickening. And he, they started him the next day. Like, there, there are two things here. One, there is the disgusting action of kicking the cat. And yeah, I'm not an animal person, but I would never kick a cat. That's just not going to happen. No. Um, but then there's the second, and by the way, which is animal cruelty. You can be prosecuted. All these things can happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a second aspect of this, which is the PR. Like, Again, you have to, we have to accept the PR as a part of the game. It just is. Why you would start him after this is beyond me. I don't get it. It's just you're putting football over morality, maybe? Mm-hmm. And at least send a message that, like, hey, our football players at West Ham don't engage in this type of thing. Like, he's going to be benched today. And then after that, do whatever you want. At least send the right message across. That's it. And maybe some people don't care that it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Uh, a cat, right? Maybe they're like, whatever. But I, I mean this in general. When, like People talked about John Terry saying racist stuff. Yes, bench him for that. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a, you know like exclusionary thing. Bench players who do stupid shit or also illegal shit. Do that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, like even if you didn't think, even if you, you were like a perverse human being and didn't think that 
you know, it was the biggest deal that he kicked a cat, you would still, as a club, want to punish him for bringing that onto you. Because now you have to sit there in a press conference and, and try and say something about this shit, and that's really annoying, right? Mm-hmm. And it's bad for your club in so many different ways. Um, and that's putting aside the morality of the thing. Like, it's just insane. I don't understand it. And I also feel very sorry for Issa Diop, who is a Premier League centre-back, and, like, he can't get a game when the guy ahead of him is volleying animals around the living room. <laughs> like, I, I just... It's... <laughs> I'm laughing, but he legitimately volleyed the cats. Like, this wasn't one of those kick the cat, get out of my way. He volleyed no. the thing. It, oh it's um, it's genuinely everything about this is unbelievable. Like, I, and Moyes Moyes said something. I'm paraphrasing, but like basically, I'll take care of the football side, and the club will deal with the discipline. And it's just like, no, you don't. You don't just get to like completely ignore this. Like, you are part of the disciplinary process. Moyes is like he's always wanted to be like he's probably the la- one of the last. I'm gonna call them managers. You know what I mean? Why mm. everyone now is sort of a head coach. A manager deals with this stuff. <laughs> so, Dave, if you're going to be a manager, you're going to deal with it. You can't just be like the club. No, you can't do that. It's not how this shit works. Yep. And next time, like when the next video comes out of, you know, I don't know, Yarmolenko strangling a giraffe, he can't bench him. Well, he doesn't start anyway. But, you know, you get my point. Like, you have to be consistent with this stuff. So the next thing that comes out, he's not going to be able to do anything. Don't worry, they'll put on an ad about a dog shelter somewhere at some point, and it'll be all good. I just, I, I can't. It's just completely unfathomable, everything about it. Anyway, um, what else happened today? Just, just one thing I do want to say, though. Um, yeah. Some people will listen to this and then say, you guys didn't talk about Mason Greenwood, but you spent 20 minutes, or whatever, five minutes talking about Kurt Zuma. It's because Mason Greenwood, what he did was completely disgusting and horrendous and involves Mm -hmm. domestic abuse. And I don't think it's tough to discuss because it's so disgusting and painful and criminal. Um, I talked about it on my podcast. Uh, Go do that. Listen to that there. Shameless plug. But um, what's it called? It's not a shameless (laughs) plug if you don't tell people what it's called. The talk shot with Brady and Chimdi. There you Um, go. But it's just, it, it was actually very difficult to discuss because it was so raw, so fresh, and just vile. Honestly, it was vile. So, yes. I'd rather talk about someone kicking a cat, unfortunately, like, than talk about that. Yeah, and, and I, I just think, like, while that, that topic uh, of, you know, misogyny and sexual assault in football needs to be talked about um, clearly uh, and at great length, like, in this case... What more can you say at the moment than than to condemn it in the strongest possible terms? Like it's just, it's just disgusting, and and that's that's basically what there is to say about it at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um. And the game, the game, like clearly has a cultural problem. Um. That I, that needs sorting out. By the way, there's no better indication of the game having a cultural problem than the historical two historical United number 11s, both kidnapping, mm. both kidnapping and assaulting their partners the exact same things by the way if you just swap names it's the exact same thing that they're accused of so yeah yeah that shows you it's institutional between that and bringing cr7 back like united really need to be careful about their reputation really i mean maybe some would say it's too late but like really really need to be careful um I i agree let's talk about happier things the african cup of nations 
Yes. Uh, we obviously feel sorry for our brother Mohamed, um, who frankly couldn't believe that Egypt had made the final, as they did shit housing their way there on penalties several times. Um, and I think objectively, we can all say that like they didn't deserve to win it. Um, so as sad as I am for him, I'm pretty happy for Senegal and, and for Mane, who you know, has missed penalty, big penalties in the past. His family's suffered because of it. Um, missed missed one in this game and then had the uh, the guts to come up and smash in the last one. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely elated for them. Um, you know, it's I wanted Egypt to win for Mohamed, but I wanted Senegal to win because I wanted to see the story, you know, of a first-time winner. And, you know, Sadio Mane get his props over Salah and ultimately prove that it is his continent. <laughs> <laughs> Salah can have Liverpool, Mane can have Africa. <laughs> it's a whole new game, I see. I, see. I-, I wanted Took that secretly, so. so. Yeah. <laughs> C- congrats to Senegal, you know. You don't have the, the best the, of luck, the, but you can be the best footballing country in the, on the continent. That's fine. That's that's fair. And the, the scenes, the scenes on the streets, amazing stuff. Like if the, the videos of the celebrations back in Senegal are amazing. I find it funny that Liverpool fans got mad at him because he said this was the biggest thing he ever won. Based, effectively, he said something like that. And they're like, you won the Champions League fan? Like, shut up. Just shut up. Like, shut I, up. It, football fans are just looking for stuff to get annoyed with. It's like... like <laughs> rest <laughs> go read a book yes yes Messi said he would get rid of everything he ever won to win one for Argentina like come on <laughs> Jesus it's okay we love our country sometimes it's alright sometimes they're yep. shit sometimes it's nice <laughs> it's also just it's just you know it's a different thing like you, you grow up as a footballer you, you clearly you become one of the best footballers in the world you're going to play for a top club but winning something with your country is just once you get to a club like Liverpool or Real Madrid or Barcelona or Manchester United, whatever it is, you're going to win something probably, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas these players have absolutely no guarantee and sometimes very even very little hope that they'll win something with their countries. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's just completely different. Um, and I think that's it. I think we'll leave it there. We do have one um, one uh, question. Well, it's not really a question. More of a suggestion from uh, at real LFC fan who says someone should make a footy wordle. Thoughts? Mm, yep, Alex will do it. <laughs> I had a feeling when I saw this I would get roped into doing something about it. Um, I, I, are you on this train? Have you been doing this? I did it once. I didn't understand yeah. it. I, I think it was <laughs> yesterday. I didn't really get the rules. I didn't look at the instructions. I just knew I had to guess words. So I guessed a bunch of random words and I got it. <laughs> Someone was like, why didn't you why did you mess it up on the third time? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a method to this. I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't get that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I've done it a few times. It's okay. I prefer a crossword. What I what I can't wrap my head around is why everyone needs to post their a picture of it every day. That I, I just don't understand that. It's it's just this way of bragging that like I got it within one try or two tries basically. That's all it is. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to everyone for that. Congratulations to Senegal uh, for winning the African Cup of Nations. Congratulations to uh, West Ham for being morally bankrupt. And congratulations <laughs> for us 
<laughs> doing another podcast. <laughs> you got congratulations. You got congratulations. Everyone got congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations to you for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.